right, so here we are. Um, Kent, what's up, man? Chilling. Just got done hitting a workout. By workout, he Friday means workout. slamming IPAs. I wish. I really. I wish I had one right now. I think there's one in the fridge. Yeah, that's the one that I gave you and the one I gave Nate. I'm happy to give you Nate's. I mean, I'm happy to drink Nate's. There we go. He Pro- never even replied to my text, so problem. Problem. You even got it. Problem solved. Last sure. I checked, they were still sitting in there. That's right. Um, yeah. So Friday IPAs podcast. Uh, so episode. I believe this is episode ten. Well, no, I, this I, would be. Hold on. So. Yes, because you did one with Nate yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So that'd we, be nine. I snuck, I snuck a Nate podcast okay. in there. So All right, so we're on 10. Be on the lookout for a Nate podcast coming out. Gosh, I'm excited. It's probably in between. It'll be it'll be good. Um, if you're listening to it, uh, there's a spot in there where, you know, I'm as bad as anybody on this, but Nate, you know, I think I've zoned out or I fell asleep or something while he was describing the dichotomy of something in detail and... <laughs> how he elaborates on Twitter and Reddit and Instagram feeds. And I kind of lost my focus and he threw a question at me and I was like over here, like deer in the headlights. Like, you know, when you're on a uh, conference call and all of a sudden you hear your name and you're like, Oh shit, I've been on mute for 20 yeah. minutes. <laughs> you're over there watching a sitcom on the side. <laughs> uh, 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 I'm sorry. You weren't, uh, signal was bad there. Can you ever re- repeat what was going on there? <laughs> yeah. Just write something in your text and show it to him. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, okay, great. So, if you're paying attention, you'll notice that. And you're like, oh, Justin was not paying attention. Yeah, something to look forward to. Something to look forward to. You know, little little tidbits and things. You know, I'll call myself on my uh, my slacking. We all do it time to time. Time to time. Um, cool. What you got going on this weekend? Father's Day. Excited about that. Maybe I'll get a present. Who knows? I didn't really ask for anything. I, I mean, mean, maybe did, some more IPAs. I mean, did you ask for a kid? Not really. You know, I mean, Laura asked for the kid, and I gave her the kid. Did you, though? I feel like I did. Okay. But she is a joy. She's a true true blessing. Such a sweetie. How old is your daughter now? So we're uh, coming up to nine months, I think, next week. So she's obviously crawling everywhere. I was with her all day yesterday, and I mean, damn, I was exhausted. It's just constant go. Just I, just, I let her crawl all over the house, wherever it's safe. Just kind of let her go thinking she'll get tired and just kind of hang out in a certain spot, maybe play with some toys. But no, it's like everything is, you know, free range. I want to put everything in my mouth. I want to touch everything. I want to slobber over everything. But it's fun. It's, it's a good time. They don't get tired. No. If I crawled around on the floor for like 30 seconds. I'd be exhausted. Like that. I'd be wore out. Yeah. But, you know, it gets harder as you go, right? So I got to enjoy this. Apparently, this is as easy as it gets. Well, it was easier before they were mobile. Well, for sure. But I'm saying it's like I'm moving out of my easy phase into the more challenging phase, I feel like. You know, you guys will enjoy it. For us, it's like once they start walking and can move around, it's kind of fun, too, because then you can do things. Well, for sure, yeah. Like her personality is coming out and stuff like like that. Let's go to the park, and they can actually like get on the swings and slide. Sure. You can do stuff. That's fun. Um, And it's enjoyable. But then, you know, but yeah, crawling around is one thing. So. Seven months, eight months, no, what you say? Eight months? So we're eight months coming up on nine. Eight months coming up on about nine. A, so you're about a week away, I guess. So you're expecting a hand handwritten card? <laughs> maybe the <laughs> no. picture drawn on there. <laughs> maybe a picture. Maybe a maybe a card written maybe. from mom. Maybe a card. By I was listening on the radio. I was listening mom. to the radio this morning and they were talking about the top like five things dads want for Father's Day. And I, somehow or another I couldn't say if they were talking about you wanted dad's wanted a tie, like a tie for a shirt. Yeah, like no. a dress tie. And I'm like, I never wear I'm ties. Like, who in the world wants a tie? Right. That's so 
People don't, don't even go into the office to work anymore. No, nobody wants a tie. It's so That's 20, a lie. 2019, like pre-pandemic, right? I would have thought it would be more like grilling tools or lawn equipment. I think they said the number one thing was time with the family. Okay. Which I think that, you know, I've met a lot of guys with kids and I feel like that could go down the middle. Some of them are like, I right. want time with my family. And some are like, leave me the hell alone. Yeah. I want to go on the <laughs> golf course for five hours. Yeah. And be left alone. I, you know, so I don't know where that falls. And then the second one was like a handwritten card. And I'm like, ah, you know, maybe when your kids get older, I don't know. Yeah. Have your drawing, put your drawing on the fridge, you know, but like, you know, at some point like your, your 13, 14 year old kids, how, how, you know, looking forward or to you are to like whatever kind of gift they try to get together to give you that, you know, you're like, Oh, faint excitement. Well, yeah. It's what the wife got you from yeah. your teenage child. Yeah. Pretty much. So, you know, I'm expecting big things from my children. There's two of them now. So they yeah, can, you, they can you pull their, re- they should be able to pull their resources and actually come <laughs> up with something legitimate. Right. Yeah. Use that allowance for once. Yeah. God almighty. Maybe they got something on your travels, something Good. to surprise you with. Uh, you know, not really holding out a hope for too much, but that's okay. It's not my, not my thing. Something's better than nothing. I don't even need something. Just a hug? You know, maybe. That'd be nice. In some alone time? <laughs> Just be left the hell alone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Love spending time with family. Uh, so today, other than talk about Father's Day and random mother stuff, we are here to talk about your diet. More specifically, we're going to talk about your I read this on the internet diet and probably why it sucks. Your Facebook diet, your Facebook diet, Instagram, social media, Reddit, your Instagram diet. Yeah. So yeah, this will be good. This will be good. Yeah. Let's, you know, this new cool diet you found that's, you think is awesome. We're going to rip it to shreds. AKA fad diet, fad, fad diet, fad dieting. All right. Um, basically, how do you want to start this? Do you just want to just rip the Band-Aid off and go with uh, the big one that seems to I be right so. now? I mean, I think let's definitely preface all this with obviously we're not registered dietitians, um, but we do have knowledge in this area. I went to school for nutrition for a bit. Um, you know, obviously we're both coaches. We've been around this stuff for a long time. We're fairly educated on it. And if you have any certain health issues that, you know, pertain to any like foods or anything like that, just know that some of this may not pertain to you. This is obviously like healthy individuals or someone who may be slightly overweight, trying to lose weight, maybe trying to get off like blood pressure medication, um, you know, type two diabetes, stuff like that. Like we're trying to steer you guys into the right direction. And some of these diets, albeit may help you lose weight, but what are they doing in the long term for your health? Yeah. So I also stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night, so I have that going for me. Yes. Excellent. I love it. Pretty much an expert on these things. Bear in mind, as with, I would say most of the stuff on this podcast, we're probably, what, 90% entertaining, 10% educational? Yes. 89, 11. So it's probably got us ahead of most news channels at this point. Oh, far surpassed. Yeah. What are they, like 98, 2? Gosh. If that. Who knows? They put the time and the weather and the temperature in the bottom right, and I think typically that's accurate. So that's probably, was that 70%? 70%. So that's at least, the time's typically probably right. That's the majority of their accuracy. Yeah. yeah. And they get the time right, probably. Right. Other than that, and sometimes they even get the name of the reporter right when they put that underneath them. So. Just, well, just like anything you read on the internet. I mean, if you're obviously. Tellers. 
you need to be careful what you're reading diet-wise on the internet. You need to see where this information is coming from. Exactly. And guys, we'll go into it a little bit more as we kind of get going. But like with any of these typical types of diets or stuff you're going to see, big things to think about, you know, starting off is why are you doing this diet? What is your goal? Is there an end goal? Is this the way you want to eat food the rest of your life? Is this, I need to lose 20 pounds before a wedding next week? Is it, you know, all these things. Have you ever done a diet before? Can you stick to a plan? Some of these are, you know, some diets are tougher than others, right? Um, all those sort of things. So number one on our list, I think kind of, I think this one gets mistreated a lot is the keto diet. As it should get mistreated a lot. It does get mistreated a lot. So this if you're is, not, this is my number one pet peeve diet. <laughs> it's, it's pretty high up there with mine too. Um, so Keto diet, if you're not familiar, it's essentially you're eating very, very low carbs and you're eating high fat, right? You got some protein mixed in there. You're, I think most people on this are aiming to somewhere between what, 20 and 50 grams of carbs a day. Yeah. I don't think you can go over 50. Yeah. So over 50. So the idea is to get your body in a ketosis state. Kent, you want to describe ketosis for us? So basically, normally a normal diet, you're using glycogen stores for your energy, sugar um, that's broken down. By putting your body into ketosis, you're in essence using fat as your energy source, as your primary energy source. And this is fat that's either stored within your body, which is hopefully what's happening because you put yourself in a caloric deficit, or it's using the fat that you're consuming, breaking down into an energy source. The only, or not, God, it's not the only uh, bad thing, but one of the major things with ketosis is like there's no wavering. You have to stay on this religiously because let's say you spend two weeks trying to actually get into ketosis, which is your goal, and then you're like Saturday going out with the friends. Oh, man, I'm going to have some drinks. I'm going to have some chips and dip. You probably just took yourself straight out of ketosis. All that two weeks you just spent, you just screwed that up. So there's really not anything flexible about ketosis whatsoever. And obviously we're going to get into more other you know, negative things about ketosis, but that would probably be the number one thing is this, it's not flexible. It's really tough to maintain a ketosis diet. And also it's really hard to do that. Like being in a social setting, you basically have to bring food with you everywhere you go. Yeah. Have you, how do you know you're in ketosis? Well, there are little strips of paper that you go urinate on and based on the color that it's showing you, it will determine basically your pH balance. So, so, Keto is basically putting you in an acidic state. And some of the side effects from that is like you're kind of smelly, your breath smells. Um, you're very lethargic, especially starting out, because your body is basically making this change from using glycogen as an energy store to using fat. So a lot of times people kind of starting out on this diet, there's a lot of nausea, very uh, lethargic. There could be diarrhea because how much fat you're consuming and the body's just having a hard time breaking that stuff down, processing it. So these are a lot of things initially going into uh, the keto diet that you could potentially experience. And then if you are consuming maybe even too much fat, maybe you're just blowing out the butter and all that and you get into uh, ketoacidosis. And that's when you can really start having some health issues because your body is, is such an acidic state. Um, you're just far, you're so far off from your like neutral pH balance. You're just doing a lot of harm to your internal organs and stuff. Very good. So you're telling me I got to pee on a strip in a bathroom for this diet to tell me 
my body has got into some sort of chemical reaction mm-hmm. to in mm-hmm. order to break down fat. And if I want to go out on a Saturday and have a hamburger, I got to start all over. Well, you can have the hamburger. You just can't well, have the bun. Yeah. Say I have the bun and the French fries to go with it. Yeah. Game over. What if I'm at a, but what if it's a birthday party and there was some cake and I just, I just wanted it like a little piece of cake. Body doesn't care. Body doesn't care. <laughs> oh man. But like, I want to do this because I've heard Keto it. don't care. I've heard it works so good. <laughs> and you're telling me I can't go out to dinner? Exactly. And one of the reasons why this stuff works so great initially is one, you're probably losing a lot of water weight is the glycogen stores. So you're losing a lot of that water that was in your glycogen stores. And you're also, believe it or not, you're going to probably start losing some muscle because one, your fat is so high, your protein is probably not as high as it would have been. So you start losing muscle mass. So not only are you losing the one thing that you didn't want to lose, which is also going to lower your metabolism, but now you're losing uh, water weight as well. And people just see that on the scale. Like, oh man, I've lost 10 pounds in a week and a half. Okay, well, you didn't really lose any body fat though. You just lost a shit ton of fluids out of your body. Right. So, another angle on this keto thing that I think gets missed a lot and just dealing with, you know, examples of people going through this and, you know, seeing it time in, time out. The biggest thing I see on it is it's just not sustainable. Are you really going to eat a diet that you can't ever go out to eat or can't go to a party or you always have to take your food and you're always going to have to be that guy? And you're always, you know. Right. It's, li- a, it's a lifestyle. Li- it's a lifestyle. You're living that life. Sure, you could do it for two, three months, maybe. That's why you're going to see, you'll see professional athletes. You'll see high-end, like, cyclists or, you know, different people that are trying to get into a certain shape for a competition mm-hmm. can take advantage of a keto style diet because they can really get in that zone and they can stay in that zone. Right. And it'll give them just that inch of a advantage to have their diet that dialed in at that high of a level. Right. And they can shut down their life for six months because all they're doing is training. Right. That's what they do. And they're in such a controlled environment as well. Yeah. Everything's controlled. It's a controlled environment. They're their travel, everything is very controlled. They know what they're doing. Most everyone I know doesn't live that life. Not so much. Nor do you have a you know a panel of doctors checking your checking your, your blood profile your, and all that stuff, yeah, making we, sure HDL, LDL looks good, yeah. cholesterol. You know, we don't have that availability. I mean, you can go to the doctor yeah. constantly if you want, I guess, but you could stop by once a week, probably set that up and get that tested. Good luck. Right. Um, you know, another thing to look at going to this keto what's your long term again what's your long term plan for what are you what's the what's the end goal have you ever done a diet before I would say if you've never done a diet before it's a very hard one to start out with um, I know getting yourself into ketosis right that first two three weeks to get into ketosis is super hard and it's super stringent like if you want to see what that looks like try and limit yourself to 20 or 30 grams of carbs a day yeah and try and, to be active and do it one day right just try it. It's everything has carbs. Yeah, it's extremely hard. Okay, then we're looking at your carbs. How do you know, Kent, you're only eating twenty or thirty grams of carbs? I mean, you're literally tracking everything. How you're how, having to track everything. Do you how do you track it? Are you are you pretending the package is telling you exactly what it is or Well, and that's one thing. You're gonna have to go based on what you're putting in through my fitness pal and Again, that's approximate. That's not going to be an exact science. So how do you truly know? But again, that's why you're peeing on pieces of paper <laughs> every day to see if that's what's happening. Um, and it basically all comes down to just 
calories in, calories out. So if you are on the keto and you're in a caloric deficit, yeah, you'll lose some weight. Hopefully body fat. Hopefully you're not losing a lot of muscle mass, which tends to happen on the keto diet. Um, but you still have to track everything because even if you eat keto and you're in a caloric surplus, guess what? You're going to gain fat and you're going to gain a lot of fat quickly because you're consuming a shit ton of fat. And most people, when they do the keto diet, it's not like, oh, I'm eating lean meats and you know healthy fats and this and that. Like, no, I'm going to have bacon wrapped fillets with a shit ton of butter on it and yeah. Gee, it, the it, whole it, avocado on yeah, the side it turn, with it. It turns into just a recipe to eat like an asshole. Exactly. And I can have all the fat that I want with zero consequences. Right. And it's still a calories in, calories out. No matter what you do, like that's the science of it. Yeah. Like you have to follow that guideline. I agree. Do we want to beat up keto anymore? Um, I mean, honestly, just don't do it. There's just so <laughs> many I, other yeah. ways that like you can get to that end result without. I would, I would ask yourself, what what's the point? Why are you doing it? Yeah. If you can give me a good reason, we can talk about it. But if it's just it looked cool, I wanted I want to eat steak and you know, yeah, baconators. I think the only the only person that I would recommend keto to is someone who maybe they know that they could adhere to it for probably a couple months. And most likely they have a sedentary lifestyle. You know, they're probably overweight, very overweight, um, work a nine to five, maybe a computer job, not very physically active. They would probably benefit most, kind of get that jump start. But then you would hope that you could transition them closer into a natural whole food diet while also increasing their level of phys- physical activity. Right. Versus, hey, I did two months of keto and I lost 30 pounds. Right. I mean, I, I have 100 to go, mm-hmm. right? But I've lost 30 pounds. But now, as soon as I get back, I go right back to my old weight and 30 pounds back on, you know, a week. Right. Yeah. I mean, there are so many studies that have shown that as soon as people come right off the keto, it, I mean, it's within a week or so, it's right back. All right. You're right back to your wherever you started. Yeah. So, good. We'll, we'll... Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Just say no. To say no to keto. Keto. Gosh, uh, I should be a t-shirt. I like that. Yeah. Do we... <laughs> I I just, you know, I want to talk about this one. We'll see what Ken says. And this one's not necessarily bad. It gets a bad rap, and I want to talk about that to a degree. And that's going to mm-hmm. be counting macros. Okay. All right. For yeah. those for those of you unfamiliar, infamiliar, unfamiliar, infamiliar, that's not unfamiliar. unfamiliar with counting macros, essentially mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're counting your macronutrients, you're counting your proteins, your fats, and your carbs, right? right? And you start off with essentially a daily allotment of those in yep. grams or whatever unit of measurement you want to use. Yes. And your goal for that day doesn't matter what you eat as long as you adhere to those numbers, right? You're trying not to go under them, you're trying not to go over them, you're trying to hit them, hit right them dead on. on. Right on. Um, if you're a super competitive person, a lot of times the mentality in macros turns into like, hey, I need to be under my numbers. Mm-hmm. I can I can beat my numbers, which isn't the goal either, right? The goal is not to be, is to be dead on them because they're precise. Right. And it takes a while to, you know, really dial in what your numbers should be based off your body and your activity level and all sorts of other stuff. Um, on the surface, macros is fine. It's just tracking what you're eating. Right. And staying accountable to what you're eating and that's fine. What happens in a lot of times in macros is it gets abused, because the thought process is you can eat anything mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. long as it fits your macros. As long as it fits your macros, bro, you can do yeah. it. So what happens is I'm not going to eat all day on Saturday so I can go slam, you know, 10 White Claws. Yeah, no doubt. But hey, fits my macros. Come on, come on, bro. You know, but what happens is 
day in and day out, you start thinking, you know, psychologically, hey, I'm hitting a bunch of beers and I'm not getting any actual nutrition in. And then the next day I feel like crap. And then I miss my numbers that day. Right. And then, uh, you know, and then and it's, a, it's a negative cycle versus I'm eating clean. I'm staying good. I'm keeping going. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the, one of the fall, fall points of macros um, is abusing it to just be whatever you want. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And I, I do macros um, from time to time. I don't do it year round. I probably go in probably like two to three month uh, stints of macros. And the way that I use it is maybe I have like a goal. Okay, I want to, you know, maybe I've had too many IPAs. I need to like kind of course correct here. And I also want to get on, get back on track on my serving sizes. So I'm tracking my macros. I'm looking at my serving sizes because sometimes we can get let that get away from us. So we're tracking, you know, daily for four to six weeks or whatever. I use that to kind of come back, you know, reset, if you will. But like Justin says, when you're, when you have the tendency to weigh everything, like you have to do with that, you can develop bad relationships with certain types of food. And then also, like Justin has said, you start abusing foods. So, hey, I can have four Snicker bars today because it's going to fit within my macros. But by doing that, how much nutritious food did you leave out of your diet? Um, you know, you're putting yourself in that caloric deficit or you're still hitting that maintenance with your calories. So the weight will actually come off. Yes. But what is it doing to like, you know, your gut health, your, your blood lipids, your LDL, your HDL, your cholesterol, you have to think about those things as well. You have to think about the long term when it's, and I wouldn't even really call it macros. I think it's more like flexible, flexible dieting is what they call it. Or II. FYM, like if it fits your macros, where you'll see people making these like crazy concoctions, like these crazy little pizza cookies or whatever. And it's like, oh, it fits my macro. So I had it today. And okay, but you had nothing nutritious today. You didn't have any vitamins or nutrients. You still ate a pizza. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were in a caloric deficit. Yeah, you might lose weight, but you probably are going to feel like shit or you're just going to be hungry all day. Yeah. It's probably what's going to happen. And then that leads to you getting up at night because you're starving and then you start binge eating. So one thing that uh, macros can lead to is binge eating, especially when you start getting into like your cheat days, these cheat days that, hey, I was great Monday through Friday, hit my macros dead on every single bit. And then Saturday, Sunday, you blow it out of the water. Well, if you took that whole week as a whole, you're in a caloric surplus. So guess what? You ruin Monday through Friday and you just gain some weight. So how much good are you really doing if you're not adhering to that consistently? It's just can't be too unwavering. Now there are there, there is a little bit of flexibility with it. You know, maybe you have one day where you have a cheat meal, whatever, but I definitely don't think people should have full cheat days. I think that just sets you up for bad relationship with food and just yeah. not to be successful. The nice thing about macros and kind of doing that thing versus maybe even versus like, you know, keto when you're in ketosis. If you do have a bad day with that, you can just day the next day is back to back right. to square one. You don't have to reset. Exactly. Which is nice. But the big thing, macros, you can, you know, you can abuse it. And like I said, two days in the weekend is a lot of your week. Absolutely. <clears throat> Especially when you think that you can get away with everything and you're not even like tracking it. Like you say, like, yeah. hey, let's have eight White Claws and a pizza and fries and chips. Yeah. And next thing you know, 5,000 calories, bam, like that. Yep. And do it again the next day. Well, we'll get up and have some brunch and then, you know, go from there. Yeah, you're just going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Then you're trying to read. Then Monday through Friday is just trying to. Yeah, you're just recovering. Course correct from the weekend, and then the weekend, exactly. blow it out again. Yeah, and so it's a vicious cycle of you just kind of 
gaining, losing, gaining, losing. You're just maintaining. And that weekend, Saturday, Sunday, starts creeping into Friday night. Yes. You know, real real quick. Especially during football season. Especially during football season. <laughs> right. Um, and then the other thing that always gets me on macros is I'm counting my macros. I'm doing really good. Oh, yeah, well, what is your, you know, what was that meal? What was your numbers on that meal? Well, the package said it was this and this. Well, what do you mean the package said? Did you weigh it? Right. No. Well, what the hell do you mean you didn't weigh it? Yeah. You know, this is like weigh and measure, right? And mm-hmm. track. Okay. Well, do you have a food scale? No, I just kind of guess. Okay, you're an asshole. Yeah. So again, you're not setting yourself up for success. <laughs> you're doing nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're going to do macros, you have to have a scale. You have to weigh things. Because um, it'll say on a bag, oh, 15 chips is 28 grams of this, which is a serving. And it's like, no, probably not. You yeah. definitely need to weigh that and see what actually 28 grams of <laughs> Come, that is. What it is. actually comes out to. Yeah. And that's, guys, that's a lot of these diets and stuff. If it's saying, you know, if it's giving you a specific number of a serving size or a weight or a measurement, you probably need to weigh it. And if you've never weighed or measured your food and tracked it, that's a whole nother. Yeah. You probably aren't ready for most diets. Yeah. I mean, one thing that kind of will blow your mind is uh, measuring like your salad dressings, like vinegar, oil-based stuff. God, it's like, this is a and tablespoon. Like you're like, one, Jesus. One serving is like my thumbnail. Yeah. Like no one has one serving of salad dressing. Yeah. It's like, I this isn't enough ranch dip for one chip. Yeah. And it's not that they're like very nutrient dense, but they are super like calorically dense. Yeah. I mean, you're probably going to have four to five servings of that salad dressing. Yeah. It's crazy. So that, and that's, I guess, one positive thing that you could gain from the macros is actually seeing what actual serving sizes are. That way, if you did it, maybe for like a, a few weeks or whatever, to kind of figure out what actually is a serving size. And then you'll get a little bit more accurate kind of eyeballing stuff. And you can be a little bit more flexible with your diet, especially with whole foods. Yes. On the macros thing, as much as you can abuse it and it can turn into like this shit storm of not doing things well, there are a lot of positives in it as far as, yeah. you know, weighing and tracking your food and actually seeing what it is and resetting your diet. And hey, you know, sustainable over two years, really, really tough if, you know, to be super dialed in. If you're like, hey, I've been dialed in on my macros for two years, it's like, well, you're probably full of shit. Right. And, you know, so, you know, but it, but to do it for a month or two and really dial it in, even six months, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's very doable. And it's it's also really cool to see what things are. Um, all right, it's macros. Um, Atkins diet. We need to talk about Atkins. I kind of want to get to the fun stuff. Uh, I mean, it, to me, Atkins is very similar to paleo. I think we all kind of know what that is. Obviously, it's not – I wouldn't say it's terrible, um, but it does leave like some things like kind of – come up short yeah i think the big thing like atkins is is it's going to be very restrictive yeah um and then and then you go down the rabbit hole of all the you know atkins is a company now and you all the bullcrap atkins crap in the store yeah all their protein bars yeah buying their branded chips buying their branded bullshit and everything else you know that's a whole nother right whole nother avenue there um paleo paleo is great if you can do it again you can abuse it if it turns into hey i made this paleo pizza i made paleo brownies i made paleo ice creams like Bro, you're still eating like shit. You just made it with paleo shit. Right. Like paleo paleo can be as good or as bad as you want it to be. Right. It's still paleo basically everything's wide open. You're just eating real food. Sure. You're eating yeah. you know, you're eating like from the earth whole foods. Yeah, which is whole food diet. Which is good. That's awesome. That's you it's gonna be a cleaner way to eat. It's gonna be a much healthier way to eat eating, you know, whole foods, real stuff. But you can massage that as you know, if you're looking for every loophole and every backdoor cut on that you can you can definitely find them yeah 
people pounding uh, agave tequila because yeah. it's paleo. Bro, tequila's paleo. <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> I just drink it straight. It's, it's good, right? Yeah, right. How many of those you had? 14. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, paleos are it's pretty much protein and produce. Um, it's kind of hard to gain weight on eating a bag full of apples. You're just going to get sick of eating them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but the, just like any diet, you can't abuse that. And I did paleo for a while, like when I first started CrossFit, because that's basically what was attached to CrossFit. It's like, all right, you do CrossFit, you do paleo. Those are your two things. And one thing that I found with it is that my just my energy levels were pretty low because I was eating basically just meats and vegetables because it's very little fruits, handful of nuts and seeds and this and that, which was fine. But I just found that I needed a little bit more complex carbohydrates for me to help with my activity levels that I was doing. So that's what that was, was one of the shortcomings that I saw with paleo. Yeah, it you know, that and he couldn't drink beer on paleo. Well, that's true too. <laughs> so I can remember doing, you know, strict paleo and great results, but the reality is I got great results doing paleo because my diet before paleo was so shitty that if I cleaned up one little thing, it was mm-hmm. gonna make massive benefit. Right, and then right. over time, it's like you take you take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and it's like, oh, and this is basically how I eat now, and it's yeah, and it's well, fine. And usually, the paleo, if you go to paleo, it eliminates certain things out of your diet, which is usually like sugary stuff. Yep, is what you're getting rid of. Right, exactly. Which isn't the worst thing. Um, intermittent fasting. I've done that one as well. I have too. So intermittent fasting, if you're not where normally it's. Um, it's basically you're fasting for a certain period of the day and you're eating. You have a fasting period and an eating period. Um, eight hours of eating time and 12 hours. What's the math on that? That's wrong. That's uh, 16, 16. 16 hours. hours. You have an eight-hour window to eat. I'm not good at math. So you have an eight-hour <laughs> window to eat. I'm like, 24 minus eight is – Yes. I'm an idiot. Um, so 16 hours of not eating time. Yeah. And ideally, you would do this around your sleeping time. Right. So if you go to bed at – you know, 10 p.m. and you wake up at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. How many hours is that? 10 hours. So a 10 hours. Six more hours. You have that six you hours eat. you can't eat. So a lot right. of people would, you know, wait for maybe four hours before they eat their first breakfast or whatever. So wait till noon before they eat. Mm-hmm. And then after your last meal, you'd have two hours. So if you, you know, if you ate at 6 p.m., the last you wouldn't eat till you go to bed. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's very doable. Um, but again, it's, it's a caloric deficit. Yeah. Right. That's, that's all it's doing is putting you in a caloric deficit. You're basically just skipping some food. By not eating for certain parts of the day. Yeah. You're basically missing a meal. Yeah. The the fallacy there is, again, it's you start to be, you know, looking for the back door and you're like, well, I can just totally eat like an asshole mm-hmm. now for this eight hours. It's, you know, on like Donkey Kong. Right. I'm eating everything in sight. And yeah. And again, you're promoting binge eating yeah, and by doing that. Yeah. And you're still more calories in than calories out. Yeah, at that point, yeah, correct. Yeah, so it doesn't it doesn't work the way it's intended. If you're eating a healthy, balanced diet while also doing intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. it can work really well. So you'll you you know you'll see that you see intermittent fasting a lot of time mixed in with we say mixed in with other diets. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's, I think the intermittent fasting has become very popular uh, these days, just because it fits a lot of people's like lifestyles. So basically, hey, I go to bed, I go to work. That's my fasting time. Whenever I get home from work, I can eat whatever I want because I'm intermittent fasting and it'll all be okay. And that may be true if you're eating whole food sources, which is very uh, nutrient dense um, because it's hard to overeat when you're eating just real whole foods. 
it could be a bit of a struggle. Um, so maybe you're staying in that caloric deficit, but if you're going home and you're starting out with a bag of chips and then you're having some Cheez-Its and then you're having soda or some alcoholic beverages and then you're having whatever you want for dinner, you start creeping up into that caloric surplus. And you're just, again, you're promoting that, that binge eating mentality because you have such a small window. Um, so then you start developing kind of bad habits from that. And that's not really what you want, especially when you're obviously trying to probably lose weight, lose some body fat, live a healthier lifestyle. I don't think intermittent fasting is good for the long haul either. I think it would be more short term, like if you just needed to drop some LBs for a certain purpose and you could do it healthy and do it correct, then then go for it. But I definitely don't feel like it's a long term solution. Yeah. And it's and it can I guess it can be a long term solution depending on your lifestyle. Um, depending on how you do things and how your life kind of works out, I guess. Well, right. But then I, again, like you, the, what week, ha- the weekends what will totally mess you up. Weekend shows up or what happens when the... Or vacations. Y- vacations. Or, you know, I can remember Don and myself doing a type of intermittent fasting back back when. And, you know, it was like, hey, we couldn't eat basically till 5 p.m. type thing. And we'd sit around on the weekends like freaking animals scratching at the walls right like wait until 5 p.m like we'd be like at Publix at 445 like <laughs> yeah, looking through the windows <laughs> but I walk in and get some smells yeah until I get some food this is <laughs> it's getting I, crazy how many people get hangry you know how like oh, how God. angry do you get or irritable because you're so hungry yeah so you've like, not eaten yet. And you're like trying to like in the like during your work day the time passes by you're at work it's pretty you know you can go from you know getting to work to lunchtime can typically fly right by. Yeah. Right. It's not a big deal. But you go beginning of the day to lunchtime at home when you don't have anything planned or you're not doing anything. It's like, oh, well, this is, what, 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 oh, it's only been 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Shit. Right. Uh, 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 oh, it's been 10 minutes. Why has it been four hours? Yeah. You know, type thing. So it gets tough. The, you know, good. Intermittent fasting can work. Um, let's get into the fun ones. All right. Let's do it. I have heard from very reputable sources. Most of them on the internet. Starting out really solid. That I like it. If you <laughs> get yourself, I I assume you order these things on the internet, but you can order on the internet. You might have to go on the dark web mm-hmm. for this, but you can order a tapeworm. You mm. can ingest that tapeworm, and that tapeworm will sit inside your body and grow and eat all your calories. Yikes! And then you'll lose. And then all you have to do is get rid of the tapeworm and have it removed and you just get rid of like this 20 pound tapeworm that just took all that out of you. That's, that sounds horrible. <laughs> Did you learn about this from Nate? Was this a Nate thing? No, this is, this is real. This people, is, this is Nate on the black. People web, actually believe web. this and do this. Oh my God. That sounds horrible. It's like the people that want to like die, their dieting strategies to get sick. So they go find somebody that has the flu and hang out with them so they can get sick, so they can basically like have a fever and be vomiting for a weekend. They're like, ah, lost five Gosh. pounds. I mean, you must be hard up at that point. <laughs> Getting rid of that extra three pounds is a, is a doozy. I think the moral of that story is don't procrastinate. Don't procrastinate. Yeah. So you're saying the tapeworm thing, not good? I would say hard pass. Hard pass. Don't even touch that. Okay. All right. So around the night, we'll, we'll just say it probably still exists. So- Another one I've heard about is pretty popular, apparently, mm-hmm. is called the cigarette diet. Okay. And the premise behind the cigarette diet is nicotine is an appetite suppressant. So if mm-hmm. you load up on cigarettes and you just smoke, you won't be as hungry. Therefore, you'll get yourself in a caloric deficit and you will lose weight. Okay. 
I mean, cigarettes are a bit of a stimulant as well. Yeah. So it's like just being geeked up on caffeine all day. Yeah. With the addition of potential lung cancer as well. <laughs> From all the carcinogens that you're ingesting through the... Uh... Right, I'm, I'm, unfa- I'm unfamiliar <laughs> with that. Is, are, are cigarettes not good for you? No, not in the least. Oh. They have the disclaimer on the box that tells you. Oh, I feel like they should... I feel like they should have... How long has this been a thing? Gosh. I mean... I honestly think that like posters in the seventies had doctors smoking cigarettes. So we need, we need to say like the eighties or like nineties. Okay. So you think they would, you know, market that and tell you they're not good for you. I mean, have you seen Mad Men? No, if I you, if you watch Mad Men, you would think cigarettes are healthy. Okay. Because literally it. everyone in that show smokes cigarettes. They must be on the cigarette diet. They go into the doctor's office and the doctor is smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Oof. So this is legit like seventies when... Who knows? What everything was, what, everything what was, was going fair on, games. What was going on in the office? Smoking cigarettes on the airplanes. HR just, department wasn't a real thing? Nah, it was just a full go, man. All right, so the cigarette diet, maybe maybe a no-go. Apparently, yeah, don't do that. Apparently, in my research, they used to market that as a real thing and like tell you how good it was for you to Oh, well, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So go figure that. Here's one that pops up and you see this occasionally and you still see this one today all joking aside, is doing some sort of cleanse, like mm-hmm. a master cleanse. Uh, the popular one was the apple apple cider vinegar. Yes. Or like cayenne yes, pepper yes. and lemon juice and oh, this concoction, and you just live off that for three days and or a week or whatever, and it just cleanses you out. If you're going to do that diet, here's a tip. Stay home until you're done with it because you're just going to be peeing out of your butthole for the duration pretty much. Yeah, and you're also peeing out any of the good nutrients you had and everything exactly. else, so it's not really helping you yeah you have uh kidneys and liver in your body <laughs> you're gonna pump that shit right that out. is uh supposed to detoxify your body so yeah. that's what they do so you don't need the liquids that you're ingesting to do that for you yeah and it's gonna taste terrible and it's gonna no matter how much you tell yourself and your friends that this is great i think it's awesome it's yeah. awful you're really hating it you yeah. really are not enjoying it <laughs> it's awful maybe drink some water go for a walk <laughs> yeah put a little lemon in your water yeah. Be physically active. Eat some healthy foods. Yeah. Let your body do what it's supposed to do. Maybe don't yeah, you know, put such bad stuff in your body for an yeah. extended period of time. Yeah. I think there was a time when basically apple cider vinegar was the cure-all for literally everything. Oh, I got a fungus on my foot. Okay, well, dip your foot in apple <laughs> cider vinegar there. That'll take care of that. That should fix you right up. Jeez. But th- thankfully, we're, I, th- I feel like we're moving away from that a little bit. But you do have a lot of supplement companies these days trying to make money off of all uh, types of different cleanses. You don't need that. Your body will cleanse itself for you. That is the job of your body. I think we're going to have to do a supplement podcast all about supplements. Ooh, we could do that too. Sups. Mm-hmm. Both approved and non-approved. Then we have the non-approved. A couple different episodes. Um, how about the, uh, the Super Size Me Diet? Now, that's a great documentary. If you've never seen it, you should definitely watch it because this guy just destroys his body eating McDonald's all day, every day. For a year, right? Or 30 days? or it was, I think it was 30 days. 30 days. Basically, like, put on a whole bunch of weight. And it just messed him up big time. And, like, I'm sure you've probably seen the, the science experiments where people, like, put McDonald's away in somewhere for, like, a year. And then they pull it out and it, like, looks exactly the same as it was on day one. Like, it didn't deteriorate or Mold. decompose or anything at all. <laughs> and you can legit, like, still eat it. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. So, think about that. Should you be putting that stuff in your body? No, not really. So, granted, his was a thing, but it's, you know, think about how much fast food you actually eat. He did it all in 30 days. But right. if you extrapolate that to 30 years, yeah, 
that's what you're doing to your body. It could be a lot of damage. A lot of damage. Um, what was the other one the kids were doing? They were eating Tide Pods. I, was, yeah. that a, was that a diet or was that a... I think that was like a challenge. Okay. I think it was a challenge. I was confused. I saw that and I was like, I don't think they were doing this as a diet yeah. necessarily. I but. think all the cool kids were trying to eat Tide Pods. Okay. It's like mm-hmm. a social media thing. Oh, social media. We'd have yeah. to ask Nate about that. Yeah. Nate's our social media guru, if you guys have not uh, picked <laughs> up on that yet. He knows, he knows what the kids are doing. Um, what, other, what other crazy ones have you heard of? So, I actually, I was reading this this morning, actually. Um, there's a Twinkie diet that this, uh, he's a doctor of nutrition. He's some university somewhere. So, he wanted to basically prove that you could eat whatever you want. As long as you're in a caloric deficit, you could still lose weight. So, he went on a Twinkie diet for, I want to say, maybe 30 days. And so he had Twinkies. He did supplement with protein shakes. That way he was hitting his protein goals. And he would have like broccoli, celery. He would have some vegetables. And But most the majority of his food was Twinkies. I think he ate Twinkies like three to four times a day. But he was eating around 1,800 calories. I think maintenance for him was like 2,400. And he lost weight. I think he lost like 15 pounds. His LDL, HDL, cholesterol, all that was good. Now what happened to like his gut health and stuff like that? That probably was not ideal. He had some digestive issues. And what are the long-term effects of eating something that is so like artificially processed going to do to you down the road? Probably felt like crap. Yeah, like your energy levels are you know terrible, very lethargic. And you just don't feel good because you're not providing your body with nutrients. And so it was kind of like to prove that it can happen, but it's probably not something you should do. And that kind of fits with the uh, flexible dieting lifestyle where it's like, hey, if it fits my macros, I can do it and it's healthy. Well, not really. Just because you're in that caloric deficit, who knows what the long-term effects of eating that type of food can do to you. So when you can, eat nutrient-dense food, eat whole foods, protein produce, less processed as possible. So what I'm hearing, sum sum that up, if I eat Twinkies, I can lose weight? Yeah, I mean, he actually did it. And the thing, so in what he did, he, and sign, he even said that he would eat his normal foods, like he'd have his protein shake, vegetables around his family, but then he would go into a room, another room, to eat the Twinkies because he didn't want his family see him doing that and to promote like bad behavior for them because he was just doing this as like a, a study, if you will. Because again, people will see, oh, Twinkie diet, I can eat shit all day and I can lose weight. Did he also have like a person in a well down in the basement there that yeah. he was lowering food to and <laughs> <laughs> lotion to put on? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Sounds creepy. Um, any other ones um, come to mind? Gosh, I mean, I'm, there's probably yeah, tons there's, out there. There's a different one that pops up every six months. I mean, what's like Herbalife and all that stuff, all those supplement companies that come up with their diets. You know, have have my protein shake three times a day. Have your one meal, which is dinner. You're guaranteed to lose this many weights and that. Um, there's a lot of those out there, a lot of the pyramid schemes and whatnot. But when it all boils down to is just making sure that you're either at maintenance calories or you're in a slight deficit. That way you're losing body fat, if that's your goal. Now, if it's your goal to gain weight, then you need to make sure... Obviously, you're in a surplus. You need to make sure your protein levels are adequate, stuff like that. And if you have certain health issue markers, then maybe you're meeting with a registered dietitian. Just don't read something off the internet and be like, oh, man, this is going to work for me. Yep. That's when, when you're just going to get into trouble. Yeah, because you can, you can definitely 
depending on your body and your makeup and your everything going on, depending on the diet and what is entailed, you can definitely screw yourself up a little bit if you're not careful. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you can you can do long term damage to your body that's pretty hard to correct. Um, so be careful. That being said, hope you guys liked us talking about different diets. Yeah, you guys wanted nutrition, so yeah, there was some. So here it is. There was some nutrition. We didn't really tell you what to do. We just kind of right. gave you some what not to do. Um, yeah, some some caveats. Some caveats. Uh, but we think about. It, I think we should definitely get into a, a supplement. I think that's always a good question. What yeah. supplements should I take? What supplements do you take? What you know? Should I take this before, or after, or during, or what you know? Yeah. What's this guy taking? And all all that all that good stuff. You know, what's a what's a whey protein versus a casein protein versus a yeah. What's an amino acid and a you know? Should I take this pre workout? Right. I mean, there's definitely supplements that are have been proven beneficial. Then you got a lot of supplements that are kind of that gray area. Like, do they really work? We yeah. think they work. Maybe they don't. Why do I feel like my eyeballs are coming out um, of my head? But then there's a some that's like probably not the best idea. Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. Guys, if you're still with us at this point, uh, thanks for sticking in and listening to us. Uh, don't forget to comment, like, uh, subscribe. Share. Share. Hey, let's try share. Share. Share with your friends. Yes. Um, Sharing is caring. Yeah. I, when you pull the podcast up, I don't even know where you can comment. I think if you go to like the homepage, like on Apple Podcasts, you can actually like comment and leave some stars or something. Yeah, on, on Apple Podcasts, you can. Yeah, yes. like on Spotify, you can. I don't think you can do it on the individual but show, but you can do it on like. If you have the gram, you can go on Spotify and you can share it to your Instagram story. Oh, come on now. So you can do that. Tag us. Perfect. Tag us. Like us. Just like that. Nate does. Tell us, tell us you hate our show. Whatever. All comments are good comments. Um, other than that, all we'll press is good press. Episode number 10, I think, is uh, in the can. And uh, see you guys later. See you guys next time.